Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co-co-hosts, MJ, here with Scotty Boy and Steve-O. Yes, we're here with another episode. We've been having a lot of fun here in the preseason. Of course, the NFL draft happened, what, gentlemen, uh, about two weeks ago? Week ago. Week ago. Um, so we actually just finished our rookie draft in one of our main leagues, Rocky Mountain Club. Can't wait to talk about it. We got a lot of new content today. Our draft recaps, more trade alert, uh, new segment, the stock market hosted by Steve-O. It's going to be a great one. But our icebreaker today, we're going to start out with the NBA, actually. We're going to pick out the finals, the finals winner, and the finals MVP. Now, I am a big, big Steph Curry fan. I have been from the beginning. I have to say from the beginning. So it's going to be easy for me. It's going to be Warriors versus the Heat. And it's going to be... Mm, I'm going to say the Warriors are going to take it again. And the MVP for the Warriors is going to be Stephen Curry. Woo! Start out the show with a hot take, MJ. Easy peasy. Listen, you gotta you gotta stick with the uh, stick with your guns, and um, I, that those are my guns. Steve, <laughs> who you got? Well, speaking of not sticking with your guns, um, I called the Warriors winning the finals going into the playoffs, but unfortunately, being down three one, I just can't bring it to myself to, to call them in the finals at this point. So I'm also a big Steph fan. Warriors are the funnest team to watch, and it's not close. Um, but I am calling Lakers versus the Suns. Let's get a rematch of LeBron versus KD. Um, I'm going to call Lakers hey. winning it all. And I'm going to go with Anthony Davis as the MVP because he seems to be you know, LeBron is obviously consistently, he's carrying the team on his shoulders consistently. Um, but AD, I think he's the he's the magic puzzle piece to get the team over over the hump. And uh, his defense has been incredible throughout the playoffs, and I think he will be the reason that they win it all. Yeah, so like Steven, I also made a bracket before uh, – before recording this podcast, before the playoffs actually started. I'm sticking with my original picks. I had Boston over Denver uh, in the finals. Um, And as of this recording right now, the Celtics are tied 2-2 in the East with the Sixers, and they are losing 51-39 to in Game 5. But I'm sticking with them, man. I think they're going to get through this series against the Sixers, which is going to be their toughest series. And uh, Jason Tatum's going to bring home the MVP. Uh, MJ, MJ, ballsy pick <laughs> with the Warriors being down 3-1 already. Um, uh, to my boy LeBron, I'm a huge LeBron fan, but I, I just think it's it's too much to ask for LeBron and AD in their elderly athletic age to uh, to make it all the way through a finals. Although I, I, I'd like to see it, but um, I don't know, Steven. That's going to be a tough one. Um, I do have to make a comment um, and actually have Steve-O uh, mulligan because the Suns are the Western Conference along with the Lakers. Oh, wow. I, <laughs> why did it not? Embarrassing. Yeah, that is. I was, I was wondering what the base was for. 
I was like, I thought that that was pretty like lukewarm kind of take. Um, but wow. Yeah, I was. A, OK, hey, you got a mulligan. Uh, who you. you got? Who you got on the fly? Um, I'll take the Celtics, even though they're currently losing, I think, to the 76ers as we speak. Um, but they just went last year. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, great duo. Uh, so give me Celtics Lakers. Also classic uh, matchup. Oh yeah, um, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Let's bring it back. Um, I'll keep my winner with the Lakers MVP Anthony Davis, but I am embarrassed of that blunder of Lakers versus. Hey, <laughs> happens to the best of us. Thank you for the sweet, sweet mulligan. Hey, hey, that's what I'm here for, baby. <laughs> um, and and with the talk of NBA Finals, of course, we prefer. The NFL, more than likely, uh, I guess all three of us. Obviously, that's what yeah, the show is definitely. about. Yeah. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to our trade alert hosted by Scott. Um, and we got some spicy trades going on and some not-so-spicy trades. What's been happening, yeah. Scott? Woo, we got the trade alert. Uh, so in our uh, original Dynasty League, the Rocky Mountain Club, we've had several trades leading up to our rookie draft, which... Uh, not to get into that too soon because MJ is going to dive into that in the next segment, but uh, we will start with those ones that we have not discussed yet. The first one uh, deals with uh, Gino's team trading the 2.03 to Commissioner Dave for Khalil Herbert. The next one, do you want to comment on that, Steven? Um, I mean... Yeah, I mean, going into the draft, I thought, uh, what, Dave got Herbert? Is that what happened? Gino got Herbert. Dave got the 2.03. Yeah, I mean, I think going into the draft, I would have said that Gino won that trade. Um, I, I will put a little star here. This trade happened literally right before the Bears got Deontay Foreman. Like, the trade went through, and then the Bears got Deontay Foreman. So I was 100% on board with, with Commissioner Dave, won this trade from the get-go, and it wasn't close. Uh, but the Foreman trade definitely had a lot to do with that. Uh, the next trade, this one actually involves MJ. He traded Ramondre Stevenson to M. Weave for Debo Samuel. MJ, did you want to talk about that one at all? Listen, I... I had to take some risks, and I do have to say the pa- Stevenson was actually one of the bigger winners from the NFL draft. The Patriots didn't select a single running back, which blew my mind. Um, but I thought, I, I mean, he's he's definitely slated for a top 10 finish this year. But I had to take the risk with Debo. I think Debo has immense upside when he's healthy. And that's, you know, that's a big caveat, when he's healthy. And... This was definitely a risk I needed to take for my team, especially with my depth. Um, I'm really, I'm really happy about it. And I'm, you look at my team first glance, and man, does it pop! I'm, I'm excited for this year, man. Your team does look really good. Um, and if you want to talk about it all when we get to the draft recap, more than welcome. Go ahead and hit us with your team. Oh yeah. Um, baby. This next trade, though, I gotta say, I, none of us were a part of this trade, but. You know, being a third party and witnessing it go through, uh, I was so mad when it happened. Still looking at it, I'm like completely lopsided. Uh, but Gino traded AJ Brown 
Greg Dolchich, the 2.07, and a 2024 second to Nick for Devontae Smith, the 1.05, the 1.07, and a 2024 first. So Smith and three firsts for A.J. Brown, Dolchich, 2.07, and 2024 second. Like, to me, not even close. Gino won this trade by a landslide, even though he argues that he gave up the best player. It doesn't matter. You're giving up the best player, and you got so much in return. Yeah, you'll see what he converted with the two picks. I think I think the two middle-round first picks um, for A.J. Brown would have sufficed, personally, or Devonta Smith plus a high first. Yeah, Steven's shaking his head, but listen, he got... Devontae well, Smith, yes. Devontae Smith plus the first. Devontae Smith maybe. plus. Yes. I The two first, no, I'm out on that every day. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. I respect that, Steven. That's why we have you here. But but still, so you guys are saying Smith and one first or MJ saying two first. He got Smith and three first. Oh, yeah. First. yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah, I mean, AJ Brown. There's, you know, there's, yeah, like this, the seconds uh, are nothing. Uh, nothing even about the trade. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, the next two, actually, uh, I was involved in both of them. So I traded uh, to MJ the 2.04 and the 2.06 for Calvin Ridley and the 3.01. And I'll, I'll go ahead and discuss my vantage point for this one really quickly. So um, my team besides CD Lamb uh, is pretty bad at wide receiver or was. Uh, and, you know, I'm expecting Calvin Ridley to come out and and be guns a-blazing as Trevor Lawrence's wide receiver one this year. Uh, also, as the Trevor Lawrence owner, I now have that stack, which I'm pretty excited about. But uh, after Calvin Ridley released that article saying he's he's given the Jags 1,400 yards this season, I went and did some research. 1,400 yards would have put him as wide receiver six last year in fantasy. Yeah, sign me up. If, if dude can get anywhere close to that number, he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver this year. Um, I need him. He's going to be a great pairing with, with CeeDee Lamb for me at wide receiver. MJ, you want to talk about your side? Yeah, man, I really wanted to get into this draft, and I've done a lot of research. Based on my position, I needed, and I'll talk about this more, of course, when we get into the draft recap, but I really needed to overhaul my overall depth, and um, I got just that. I'm actually extremely excited for the picks I got, the players I got, and the upside I potentially have. And uh, yeah, I know really is going to be finishing top 10. I, I have that feeling. I know he's going to do it. But I, I think I set my team up dynasty-wise uh, for the long term. So I'm really happy. Yeah, and, and I think we, we both feel like that was uh, a mutual trade and we both got what we wanted out of it. So it's always good doing business with somebody that's that's like-minded and, and will work with you. I appreciate that, MJ. Uh, always, the next- baby. The next trade uh, was with me and Commissioner Dave. I gave him the 1.10 for Jerry Judy. Uh, for me, kind of similar lines, just trying to build up my wide receiver uh, group now, which with the 1.10, I could have gotten a wide receiver, and MJ is going to go into who Commissioner Dave actually got. But I wanted somebody that was kind of tried and true, and I think uh, Judy Stock is going to skyrocket this year. He ended the season really hot with Wilson. Um, I think the two of them are going to be firing on all cylinders, and uh, I do. I think the Broncos are gonna are gonna go crazy this year. No, but they're gonna do a lot better than last year. And I think Judy is gonna be a focal point of that offense, especially with Javante Williams being out. Um, besides those trades, that's all we had for the Rocky Mountain Club leading up to the draft. 
However, I did want to hit on two trades, one that I'm involved in and one that MJ was involved in uh, from our other Dynasty League that he wrote me into, the Abusement Park. Uh, so first, my trade occurred. Uh, I traded the 1.03 and the 2.03 uh, to raise the flags, that's his team name, for Jared Goff, the 1.11, the 1.12, and Juju. Uh, for me, I was trying to just get a solid second quarterback because it is a super flex league. I have uh, Justin Fields as, as my main guy, um, and I had Ryan Tannehill and Sam Howell as – uh, as my other two quarterbacks, I wanted something a little bit better than that. Um, and I think I got that with Jared Goff. Yes, I probably could have gotten Bryce Young with the 1.03, but he he paid me so much for the 1.03 that I had to take it. With the 1.11, I turned that into uh, Dalton Kincaid, which I needed help at tight end anyways. And I turned the 1.12 into uh, a chain, uh, who I think is going to pop off in Miami. And so I'm very happy with, with that trade, how that turned out. Uh, for MJ, he had a trade with the commissioner of that league, whose team name is Pizzle, um, who traded MJ Daniel Jones a 2024 second and a 2024 third. Uh, in return from MJ, Derek Carr, a three, the 3.01, and a 2024 first. MJ, what, what was your thinking behind this trade? Um, really, I wanted to upgrade my quarterback um, I actually have three quarterbacks. I have Josh Allen. Um, I did have Carr and Jordan Love. And I think looking over my team now, I think Daniel Jones really just pushes me over the edge. I think getting a potentially a top 12, I'll give him a top 12 finish for next year uh, quarterback. Um, man, and QBs and Superflex, you know, as we've experienced so far in some of our leagues, they're so hard to trade for. So just the fact that I got this through, you know, really made me happy. And I didn't mind losing the first. Um, I'm actually in a really great position to win. I finished third in this league last year, and I won because I didn't believe in Donta Foreman. So that's purely the reason why I did not move on to the finals. So, And also because I'm, I wasn't in the league last year, but now I am. So Yeah, well, now that we have <laughs> another competent competent commissioner, it's, it's – I yeah, I'm I'm – I'm sorely, I'm a little petty that I got Scott into this league now and he's just working all these trades and now his team just looks super scary now. So you, you gave me a pretty solid team to begin with and I'm just doing everything in my power to make it that much better. But uh, anyways, with that, we are going to move right into our Rocky Mountain Club draft recap, our first rookie draft and MJ is going to take it away for us. Yeah, great. And listen, you guys, I've listened to everyone, uh, guys and gals, whoever's listening, I did, I've done... <laughs> I've done just a tremendous amount of work on this rookie class and which is part of the reason why I wanted to get so many picks. And I, I moved very aggressively during the draft, uh, pre-draft uh, to get those picks. So I'm going to start off with the one-on-one, which was Scott. Scott, of course, picked Bijan. Um, great pick. Uh, Scott had a couple, a couple blurring holes in his team. All right. I think more than a couple. Uh, I, a good I, amount. Yeah. I So besides Trevor Lawrence, I'm really hurting at quarterback. I have Stafford and, and Baker Mayfield. Um, it took everything in my power not to go and draft uh, Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson, but passing on Bijan was just too much to pass on. And running back was 
arguably an even bigger glaring hole for me than quarterback was. Yeah, I think this gave you opportunity to get a, you know, kind of build into a hero RB situation. Um, and I can't hate that pick. Bijan's got so much hype now. And even if he wanted to flip Bijan, I mean, I think with like with all the hype surrounding him, Scott could put Bijan in a package for an elite QB, if we're being honest here, if he wanted to. Uh, pick two, Anthony Richard, Richardson for Allen. I think if you're going to pick take a pick at a rookie quarterback, I mean, I think it's best to take a pick at someone who could just break the game. I mean, the highest physically rated quarterback ever um worth it and he definitely needed a quarterback especially with how shaky uh, trey lance situation is and i think what he has wentz garoppolo uh kyle trask malik willis yeah he needed to pick a qb here and i'm glad he swing for the fences um, yeah, I, I think had i been at the 1.02 I, I know richardson is the guy right now for 1.02 I just feel more comfortable with Bryce Young. I think tried and true, like we saw it at Alabama, we're really good friends with a Florida fan. And just speaking with him and, and watching some of his Florida highlights, like Richardson was not Bryce Young in college. Uh, will he translate to the NFL? Possibly, but we don't know. If, you know, with, with the quarterbacks kind of being a 50-50 gamble there, for me personally, I, I feel like I would have taken – the safer floor with Bryce Young over the opportunistic ceiling of Anthony Richardson. Yeah, Bryce Young was definitely the safer pick here. Definitely the safer pick. And I I mean, I think he's light years ahead in terms of uh, mental processing uh, across the board of every other quarter, like all the other quarterbacks. Um, up next for pick three, oh, pick, uh, yeah, pick three actually was Bryce Young uh, going over to Gino, who, where Gino needed a quarterback. I mean, he needs couple quarterbacks but this this helped him fix a blaring problem he also picked well we'll get to his other pick later um up next cj stroud which was my pick who i traded to nick and i think this is okay i mean i think he he could have this is super flex league this builds up his quarterback room other than brock purdy um definitely a blaring need for him as well um on to pick what six seven pick pick five oh gosh thank you pick five uh which enrod traded to gino uh gino picked up jsn and really this little turn right here i personally feel was a slight blunder on his part i feel like gino has an extremely stacked wide receiver room even getting rid of aj brown he's, he's got the best wide receivers in the league it's it's not close um it's not and close. and for the record, this was the first pick that he got as a part of that A.J. Brown trade. So now Devontae Smith, JSN for A.J. Brown, plus the 2024 first and what he's getting at the 1.07, which we'll talk about here shortly. Yeah, and and with that next pick, uh, it went over to, to Doobie, and Doobie went up to pick Jameer Gibbs, who I think has tremendous upside, excellent player. Um, following that, um, back to Gino, who picked up Addison. The problem here was, like, what which would have worked for both parties was I think Gino should have taken Gibbs in this position. I mean, how, uh, let me ask you guys: uh, with his wide receiver room, Jamar Chase, Drake London, Chris Olave, now JSN, 
and Jordan Addison. Who are you going to start out of those three? Dude, so he should have taken Gibbs at 1.05. Uh, he paired him with, with Brees Hall, had two solid running backs. And then honestly, I would have tried to sell the 1.07, trade down a few picks, because I knew he wanted a tight end just from talking with him. I also wanted a tight end, and so I knew if I was going to get my guy, it was going to have to be with my 1.09. He should have tried to trade down and get the tight end just ahead of me and you know get an extra asset out of that 1.07. But instead, he took two wide receivers, which I don't think he needed to beef up any more of his wide receiver room. Yeah, and I mean, Doobie did, like, it would have been just perfect in terms of, you know, them getting both of what they wanted. I team, think team needs, right? Because yeah, Doobie team is needs. the running back team and Gino is the wide receiver team. And Doobie got a running back and Gino got a wide receiver. We'll see what happens. You know, there's yeah. Yeah, you many can still, trades you can, that can, can still, still happen. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, after Gibbs, Doobie, uh, I think I already went over Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison's great pick. Um, I would have liked the upside with Zay Flowers, though, who T. Smitty picked up. Um, and T. Smitty's just looking for some depth. I mean, he's got a pretty balanced team. I like that pick. Um, at the 109, uh, Scott picked up Dalton Kincaid, which if you know what the Bills are going to do with Dalton Kincaid in the slot, they traded up to get, the, get him. Now, the Bills don't usually start rookies, but I think uh, Kincaid is that talented where they're going to make that exception. I mean, just across the board. Yeah, for me, um, I think the Bills said it all when they traded up to get him. Um, I need a tight end to beef up my tight end room. I'm sitting here with Otten, Ferguson, and Conklin, who now has Rodgers, which is nice, but not feeling confident about any of them. Uh, Kincaid gives me just another piece in that tight end room that I I feel like I can run with him. Um, Hopefully they play him in the slot like we've been hearing all the rumors. Um, I might have picked him a little early, but if he turns out to be as good as projections happen to be, I got him late, actually. Yeah, and uh, so good. And up next, we had uh, Commissioner Dave, who picked up Quentin Johnson. This was the trade that uh, Judy was for. So essentially, yeah. Judy for uh, for QJ. Now, I do like what I've been hearing with, with the minicamp, but they're, they're planning on putting QJ in the slot having Keenan Allen on the outside as well as Mike Williams. I think that suits him better. Uh, Quentin Johnson struggles with his hands, concentration jobs, a lot of them, clap attacks, a lot of them. He's basically a uh, Gabe Davis 2.0. But I yeah. think yeah, I think for- allowing him to go in the slot is the most ideal situation for him. But I will take the upside over Judy, if I'm being honest. And and that's I'm fine with that. For me, I look at it as I got a wide receiver one on a team in Judy over Quinton Johnson, who goes in as a wide receiver three. Also, Judy played at Bama, where he was awesome, and Quinton Johnson played at TCU, right? So give me give me the SC guy all the time, <laughs> uh, all day, every day, not close. Uh, and I think Judy is going to have a solid season this year. Um, I, I'm perfectly happy with, with Judy over Quentin Johnson. I can play him day one, whereas Johnson, I'm not sure if I'm starting him day one. You made it to the college national championship. So, Yeah, Quentin Johnson's good, but um, what interested me is in the national championship matched up against some SEC cornerbacks. He was like non-existent. Um, but I'll great player. Number, number three on the Chargers, I think, is stretch i think he is gonna overtake mike williams pretty quickly as the number two guy 
We'll see if he fixes okay. his hands. Yeah, Williams and Allen are both getting old. So, I mean, he very well could be the wide receiver one on that team here in a year or two. And this is Dynasty we're talking about. So, yeah. depending on how Judy plays this year, it could have been a still for Dave. We'll see. Only time will tell with this one. Yeah. Yeah. Him at one of, like, as the third receiver gives him time to develop. So, I can't wait to see what the future holds for QJ. Um, up next was uh, Gino again, uh, picking Will Levis here. I think that's. You know what? It's super flex. You got to take a shot, and he's going to be starting. Why not? Um, I mean, mayonnaise in your coffee is why not, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys need to look up the video of Will Levis putting mayonnaise in his coffee. He actually, he, there's a video of him doing that, which is kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, he fell out of the first round hilariously enough was projected as the number one pick for a bit there because of Reddit um, and fell out of it mainly because of how he interviewed from what I, from my, what I've been able to get. Yeah. He didn't only fall out of the number one draft pick. He fell out of the first round completely. Yeah. He missed out. I, I believe the, he missed out on over $20 million because of that, which, you know, puts a chip on his shoulder and I hope he, I hope he proves himself. Uh, I think he's got a, great opportunity to fix his problems we'll just see if he does it you know it's a lesson for all you kids out there if you're gonna put mayonnaise in your coffee don't film it or you're gonna miss out on 20 million dollars don't film it and for 112 uh gino actually went back and picked uh zach charbonnet here who got drafted by the seahawks and is going to be part of a very large committee now uh with kw3 kenneth walker so uh, i feel like he actually could have taken a like a risk here with a chain. I would have liked that a bit better for him. Um, but we'll see what Zar Charbonnet can do. Still a great back. And so that wraps up the first round. Um, and we're going to just kind of quickly gloss over the rest of the rounds. We got, uh, we got uh, Scott picking up Hendon hooker. I think great. He's in a great position to develop Dave trading up to get Devon a chain. Um, although Rumi through the grapevine says Alan probably was going to pick Con uh, Kendra Miller anyway, uh, which was the next, uh, the two or three, uh, I was able to pick up Tajay Spears who I'm hyped about at two Oh four. Um, hopefully the next, the successor to King Henry, um, and Enrod picked up Jonathan Mingo here, which I think was great value considering what he had on the board left for running backs, um, up next at. 206, I got Jaden Reed, who I think is going to do extremely well, the Green Bay Packers, really flexible player. Um, Gino here, already losing value uh, from the 203, um, which, he, which he traded for Herbert. Right, um, so essentially he traded the 203 for Herbert and then traded the Herb Herbert for the 2.07 and then got this guy. Roshan Johnson, who I'm extremely hyped about as a bear. Um, we'll see how he develops. Um, up next, T. Smitty getting Michael Mayer, who some consider might be the, well, at least definitely a top three tight end from this class. An amazing tight end class, by the way. Um, up next, Dave picking up Marvin Mims at 209. Um, we'll see how he develops first. Which, yeah. which was my pick. I traded to him for a uh, 2024 second just because there was nothing on the board at this time that I wanted. Figured, give me some value next year. Yep. Um, show me picking up Chase Brown, a uh, good RB depth for him. Um, up next me with Sam Laporta, who I think is going to do well with the Detroit lions. Um, Rasheed Rice picked by 
uh, other Dave. Um, and then Alan trading up with Scott here, giving a 2024, definitely a low pick, uh, like definitely going to be a two, 201 to 204 pick here, I'm thinking. For yeah, so I, I would say this was my personal still the draft. Same thing with the 2.09. I'm sitting here at 3.01. There's nothing on the board that I'm like, I need to have right now because I had the 3.04 as well. And and I will see, but I got who I wanted at 3.04. So I was like, hey, League, anybody want to trade me their 2024 second for this 3.01? Alan sent me his. It was a smash for me because, uh, no offense to Alan, but his team's probably not going to make the playoffs this year. It should be an early 2024 uh, second. So it was a smash for me. Yeah, up next, Israel Abenakanda. Uh, I think he has tremendous upside. Look at these guys' highlights over at Pitts. Um, and we pick up Michael Wilson, who is very similar, eerily similar to Michael Thomas, eerily similar also in the fact that he's constantly injured throughout the majority of his career. So we'll see how that pans out. Uh, Scott picking up sets at Bennett here, which is great for him. Uh, I mean, really the backup to Matthew Stafford. Who I own. Yeah, who he owns. Um, up next, 305, Zach Evans. I wanted to take a shot at this kid. Uh, back up to Cam Akers. Um, Dave picking up Tech Bigsby at the 306. Uh, and we've moving on to Evan Hull. Uh, back up to Jonathan Taylor. Me again, picking up Kayshawn Boutte. Me again, picking up Cedric Tillman. Once again, the third round's mainly shots. Uh, these are the shots uh, I'm confident in, so I can't wait for these wide receivers, re receivers to develop. Scott picking up Sean Tucker after that, who just got signed by the Bucks. Um, top 10 uh, running back for me. And Doobie actually getting a wide receiver here, Josh Downs, who fell all the way to the third round. Nobody believed him. I think it's a steal for Doobie if he pans out. And then he actually closed it out with Luke Musgrave. So that's the recap of our rookie, first rookie draft here. Um, which is great. I think a lot of people hit their needs. Um, I mean, Seacocks, Dave got, got a little bit of youth. Doobie got a wide receiver, hopefully going to be developed soon. I mean, we'll see how this pans out. I'm really excited to see how these rookies develop. Um, and with that, we'll go ahead and move on to Steve-O, who's got the stock market, our newest segment lined up. Steve-O, give us a rundown. So what we're going to do, basically, got a bunch of teams that we're going to look at, um, talk about a few players from those teams, and basically just want to know what y'all think, whether these players are stock up or stock down, or maybe it's a, um, you know, a nice, nice, cool market where there's not much of a change, uh, but basically want to know, uh, yeah, what y'all think, whether, whether the player's value has increased or decreased based off of recent trades, obviously the rookie draft. Um, and let's go from there. So I guess first starting with the Eagles hitting home for myself, um, we got Deandre Swift who was traded during draft weekend. Um, so Eagles backfield, Deandre Swift, Rashad Penny. Um, what do y'all think stock up, stock down on both of those guys? either of those guys based off of Swift joining the team. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this first. So when the Lions drafted Gibbs, uh, DeAndre Swift's stock was never any lower than it could have been. But as soon as he went to the Eagles, 
I feel like his stock was basically right where it was uh, or back to where it was again. Uh, however, Rashad Penny's definitely took a huge dip when Swift went to the Eagles. Yeah, I think I definitely think this was the best case uh, scenario for DeAndre Swift. I mean, after picking a, after the Lions picked that uh, Jameer Gibbs at what, 12? Pick 12, crazy, crazy, especially how very the high. league has been treating running backs. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. And I actually don't think the trade hurt um, Rashad Penny either. I feel like, I feel like both of them are different running backs, very different styles. Um, and I think each one will complement each other like, well, I'm really excited to watch what the Eagles do. I mean, one of the best offensive lines in the league. I mean, they might as, they might as well change their name to the Philadelphia Bulldogs at this point. True. Philadelphia Bulldogs. Yeah. Tons of Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs drafted by them in the defense. I mean, it is literally Georgia's defense. It's, it's insane. And DeAndre Swift now on the offense. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's all about perspective. I think if you compare, them to last year um i would say pretty even on swift and honestly stock up on penny but i think over the past couple weeks would say obviously down down on penny with swift coming on board and then um slightly up on swift due to gibbs going to detroit but um yeah i have mixed feelings about that backfield right now so we'll, we'll see what happens uh moving on to the chiefs we got Isaiah Pacheco on the one hand, uh, no running back drafted this year. And then also want to get your all's thoughts on some of the wide receivers, specifically MBS, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, and Sky Moore. Um, where do you all see these guys stock up or stock down? Um, I could take, I'll take this one first, Scott. Um, listen, easy. Pacheco stock up. Um, I think he proved a very good point to the chiefs is that he's competent enough. Now, do I think they're not, do I feel like they're not going to sign a running back? Mm, I, I feel like there's a very good chance to say they sign a veteran running back and, you know, everyone's moving to a committee system. And I think if anything, if they do sign a veteran, I really feel like it might be, a bruiser type. So we're talking, hey, Fournette's out there, Elliot. Um, shoot, I mean, we talked earlier, Dalvin Cook. Um, but I think Pacheco still maintains a lot of the the rushing attempts in this in, in, in on this team. Now, I I think MVS is still okay, purely for the fact that they signed him to a huge contract last year, and when it mattered the most, aka the playoffs, the Super Bowl, he actually came to play. So do I think Rasheed Rice pegs him down a bit? No. I, I think he needs at least one to two more years to really crack the uh, you know starting position. I, I honestly kind of disagree on both takes. Well, sorry, sorry. I guess overall agree with Pacheco, but for different reasons. Mm -hmm. I, I think... I, I do think stock is up, but as, as much as I would hope that Dalvin Cook would go there, they just re-signed Jarek McKinnon, who who he had a great run at the end of last year. And I think he's Thank that. you for reminding me that. Yeah, but I, obviously, I mean, he's no stud, but he is that veteran guy in their offense. 
helped them, you know, to the Super Bowl. So I, I think they're going to be less inclined to go out and get somebody. So, but but again, regardless of that, I think Pacheco is is going to be the guy, and and for that stock up with MBS and Sky Moore, I think that stock down for both of them, honestly, with with Rashi Rice. Um, you know, not that I think he's an absolute stud, but Sky Moore didn't prove anything last year. MBS didn't prove anything last year. And I think it's just a up in the air kind of receiver group. And I think Tony is kind of in a league of his own outside of injury. And uh, yeah, I, I don't really want to touch any of these guys apart from Tony. Steven skipped over me there for my comments on this. For me, I think Pacheco is uh, stock neutral, uh, specifically for the McKinnon signing. I think McKinnon is going to be uh, taking a lot of carries away from Pacheco. And also, I, I don't think MJ's wrong. I think they could still uh, go get a veteran bruiser. Um, Elliot would be a pretty solid addition. Cream Hunt's still available as well if he wanted to bring them back or if they wanted to bring him back to the Chiefs. Um, for me, MVS, uh, stock completely down. Um, hmm. If he wasn't going to do it with Mahomes last year, I, I think we've seen that he's just never going to be a guy. Sky Moore, yeah, I own him. I'm a little bit biased. Last year was his rookie year. He's playing behind all these other dudes, uh, behind Kelsey, Juju. Um, they went in and got Tony. Like, I think this is his year. He either does it or he doesn't. If he doesn't do anything this year, then, yeah, he's, he's, he's done. But for now, I'm saying stock neutral on Sky Moore. Um, I think he can still go into the season as wide receiver two after Tony. Uh, I mean, really wide receiver three because Kelsey is the wide receiver one. Um, but for now, stock neutral on Sky Moore. What do we think about Baker Mayfield and Rashad White on the Buccaneers? So the Bucks did not get a new quarterback in the draft, meaning they're rolling with Mayfield, Kyle Trask, and they also did not get a running back in the drafts, meaning as of now rolling with Rashad White, unless someone had signed stock up, stock down on these guys. Yeah, for me, uh, I'm actually kind of stock neutral on Baker Mayfield. The latest news that I've read today is that it's supposed to be a quarterback competition between him and Trask. Do I think Baker's going to win that competition? 100%. Um, but the fact that there's even a quarterback competition, I can't, I can't say stock up on Baker Mayfield, even though he is my, my third quarterback, um, for white, uh, the latest rumor mill is that the bucks are interested in signing Elliot. If that happens immediate stock down to white, um, for now, until that happens, stock up obviously on white because they didn't go and get anybody yet. Uh, that's something to monitor right now. And if I'm a white owner, I'm considering selling high right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And, you know, I, I think this is definitely like one of those situations where you could, you could trade for Baker if you're in a transition period or if you're needing a, a filler QB. Um, so if you're holding Baker, I think this is definitely a, a time to, purely just hold him and sell him high when a team needs him. Um, a little, yeah, stock neutral for Baker. Um, he's going to win that QB competition and he's going to have a year to prove it again. Um, Rashad white. I'm a white owner. Love the kid. Super uber talented. He's got a lot of things to work on and yeah, he had all these problems with the line. Listen, the bucks line was horrible last year, mainly due to injuries. 
give the kid a chance. And I think this is a good uh, opportunity for him to show out. Yeah, I think it's stock up on both of the guys. Um, I, I think Mayfield's going to win the quarterback competition pretty easily. And the fact that the Bucks didn't draft anyone means they're comfortable rolling with him. Obviously, we've seen that he's got a pretty low ceiling, but maybe we can see that he has a high floor at least and can serve you as a QB2. Um, and then Rashad White, similarly, you know, yes, they could sign someone, but, but right now he's their guy. He definitely had a few games last year where they really popped off, popked off and saw Leonard Fournette slowing down a bit. So, um, so yeah, so as of now, I'm, I'm stocked up on both of these guys. Um, moving on to the Bears. What a backfield that we have. Uh, Khalil Herbert, Dante Foreman, um, drafted Roshan Johnson. Let's go, baby. <laughs> MJ, you got a lot of guys in the backfield. Uh, stock up, stock down on Herbert and Foreman. And then also stock up, stock down Justin Fields. You know, didn't, you know, no, no draft uh, receivers, tight ends, or wide yeah. receiver that I'm aware of. But uh, I'm pretty sure we got uh, what's that kid's name? We got a wide, a late round wide receiver, Tyler Scott. I think he's a little speedster. Got it. So late, late round receiver, but no, no real draft capital for tight ends or, or receivers. Obviously, you got DJ Moore in the trade that gave the Panthers the first overall pick. But uh, but yeah, so I guess the the running back group and Justin Fields from the offseason so far. Mm -hmm. um, I'll have to say stock. I will say stock neutral for the running back committee herbert's talented i mean i i really believe herbert is more talented than roshan johnson and i think with that one-year contract um uh, with donta foreman why not run him to the ground that's what i'm thinking with the bears i, I mean really you're paying the guy make as much get as much use out of him as possible and like like i said with how the nfl is trading running backs let Roshan develop a bit, give him some time to acclimate, then you can fill him in. I'm I'm actually really excited to pick. I mean, he's basically Taysom Hill, but in the running back position, which is what I've been saying, and he's uber talented, great pass protection, um, which that might put him on the field faster. Um, but stock neutral for the running back committee. Now, Justin Fields, with our selection of the right tackle. Um, at our, I think, what was it? Pick, pick eight, pick nine. That was a huge W for, for Justin Fields, uh, stock up. I think, I mean, you can't forget also the addition of DJ Moore. Um, you know, I think they really addressed a lot of blaring needs. Um, and Ryan Poles, who's our general manager, I think was really responsible with the draft, um, really intentional instead of taking the risk. I mean, I would have loved Will Anderson, but listen, and I thought about it, uh, there's a highlight of our right tackle last year just blocking nobody and facing the other side of the field. So this is a W for me. Stock up for Justin Fields, and he has a chance to really break out. Yeah, that's a really funny highlight. If you haven't seen it, go go look for it. It's, it's great. Um, so for me, uh, I'm saying stock down for dynasty on Foreman and Herbert. I think MJ hit the nail on the head uh, for redraft purposes. Yeah, Foreman and Herbert should be solid this year. But give me Johnson, man. You know who he played behind in college? B. John Robinson. That's why like he, he got drafted as far down as he did. 
listen, dude is a good running back. I think he's going to be the future running back for the Bears. It it might be a year or two, but for dynasty purposes, give me Johnson. Uh, and and that's why I'm saying stock down the other two. Uh, 100,000% stock up on Justin Phillips. And it's not just because I own him in one league. Um, the DJ Moore trade gave him the best wide receiver he's ever had in the NFL. Um, there has been news this week, uh, as, as recent as this week, that his passing is night and day from this point last year uh, in spring training. Um, I think he's going to turn a page right here, and and he's going to be a guy uh, in the NFL. Um, and like MJ went into a lot further detail I'm going to go into, um, they beefed up other parts of that offense besides skill positions, uh, which will help Justin Fields. Yeah, and I'm going to be on the same page there with down on Herbert and Foreman, up on Fields. Agree with MJ that Herbert's got the talent. And the thing is, everyone thought he was going to eventually take over for Montgomery, but he never did. Um, so there's some questions there as far as like how much the Bears truly value him. And then I also agree that, I mean, why not run Foreman into the ground? So I think he's going to get a lot of work, but at the same time, for them to put that draft capital into Roshan Johnson, um, I really just don't want any part of that backfield and, and unfortunately saying stock down on those guys. Um, last but not least, I'm sorry, do you have anything else there? Oh, I'm good, man. Okay. I'm excited for the Bears this year. Um, last but not least, the Buffalo Bills. So, Ooh. so many guys in this backfield now. We got James Cook, Damian Harris, and Latavius Murray. And sorry, one other person. Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines. Yeah. So we got we got four guys in this backfield now. Um quite a crowded room. And then of course got Dawson Knox, the um returning starting tight end uh with the high draft capital on Dal- with Dalton Kincaid. Um, what do you guys think on this running back group and uh Dawson Knox? Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely take this first since uh, I own the two guys out of the six that you just mentioned that you should own, and that's James Cook and Dalton Kincaid. Listen, not afraid of Naheem Hines at all. Uh, He's going to be practice squad if not cut. Um, Latavius Murray coming in, that kind of sucks because he's probably going to take some touches away. Um, It's going to be between him and Damian Harris probably for goal line. But James Cook should be the guy that's that's running that offense with uh, Josh Allen out of the backfield. Uh, up until the red zone, probably. Uh, that's what I'm expecting, and I think he he showed it. Uh, he showed it towards the end of last season. Um, Dalton Kincaid, we've kind of already hit on it. Generational talent at tight end, uh, possibly going to be the guy in the slot. I think he kills Shakir's value. Um, I think he he really hurts Knox's value as well. Um, there's it's possible they could run two tight end sets, uh, so Knox doesn't completely lose all his value, but. James Cook, Dalton Kincaid, stock up, everybody else stock down. Yep, yeah, have have to hmm, have to agree. I just, you know, the Bills love to pass. And I mean, when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, who wouldn't want to pass, right? Now, the I, what they're definitely portray like what they're projecting here is they're not wanting um Josh Allen to be I think finishing it on 
on short yardage gains. I don't think they want him to take as much abuse as he did last year. I mean, I love Josh Allen, but dang, man, you got to you gotta take care of yourself a bit, and that's what the Bills are doing with all these RP pickups, especially the, the thumpers. I mean, Damian Harris, Latavius Murray, uh, some of these rugged backs. So... Uh, Real, real quick, MJ, while you're thinking on that thought, I'm yeah. throwing this out there. Josh Allen is my number three dynasty quarterback now. He's not top two for me anymore. Dang. We'll that see would be that. Mahomes and Jalen Hurts with the new contract for Hurts. Yeah. Um, I'll have to say, hmm, I'm going to say stock neutral for that running back room. I still think, I mean, they're going to want to pass and – James Cook is that pass catching back. I mean, he is the pass catching back for that running back committee. And in terms of, you know, gosh, Kincaid, Knox, and the whole receiving room, I, you know, trading up in the first round to, to skip the Dallas Cowboys, Kincaid could have been a Dallas Cowboy. Um, says a lot. Says a lot, especially picking up more weapons for Josh Allen, where they really struggled towards the end of the year. I mean, Gabe Davis was letting him down and Stefan Diggs was just getting triple teamed. I mean, what can you do there? So I think overall these additions make them a bit more flexible and what they can, what they can do offensively. So I'll say stock up for the receivers in general and the main ones. I think Stefan Diggs just gives them an opportunity to pop out Dalton Kincaid really show out and geez, I can't wait to watch him. Yeah, I think it's, Definitely stocked down for Dawson Knox, but I also think that the Kincaid hype is maybe getting a little out of control. Knox is not going away, and I think he's still going to be red zone threat and is still going to be a part of this offense. Um, but at the same time, Kincaid's going to be used early and often, so that Knox is stocked down. Um, running back group, I mean, I, another group that I want no part of. James Cook could have won the backfield last year never did and with Damian Harris coming on only 26 years old he's honestly I think my preferred back um, of that group Latavius Murray is old he's not going to be a factor Naheem Hines is going to be part of their special teams group I would assume Um, but all that to say there's there's too many guys back there you can never rely on Cook and Singletary and I think it's honestly going to be worse this year um, so with that, I think it's stocked down across the board for, for that group. Hmm. Um, moving on to our next set, get into hype train, choo choo. And specifically we're going to do rookie hype train. Want this to be quick, um, either jumping on the train, waiting for the next train, which means I'm not on for this season, but future value. Okay. Or walking out of the station. So we got jumping on the train, waiting for the next train, walking out of the station. We'll do some rapid fire. Um, MJ, you'll go first. Scott, you'll go second. If we want to stop and battle based on the pick, we can. So let's do it with quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson on the train, on the train, waiting for the next train. MJ, Will Levis. Oh, out of the station taking a plane to the other side of the world i am waiting for the next train 
on Will Levis think that there is potential value as much as I shat on him during the NFL draft. <laughs> um, moving on to running backs, uh, Kendra Miller with the Saints, MJ. Oh, I'm hopping on that train. On the train, big time. Waiting for the next train. I think he's another guy that is getting a little too much hype. Obviously, Alvin Kamara could sit out. But Jamal Williams, if he's going to take value away from DeAndre Swift, there's no way that he's not going to take value away from a potential rookie coming on board. So waiting for the next train, future value, not on it for this year. Uh, Devin, a chain, a cane. I don't know how you say his last name. A chain. A chain. A chain. Um, listen, I am on that train. especially Definitely on that train. Let's go. Again. Uh, <laughs> crowded backfield. Um, based off of what I'm hearing about this guy, super fast, but super Olympic small. speed. Yeah, I am walking out of the station on a chain. I, I don't think he is going to be valuable this year or going forward. I think they'll eventually get just a stud back. Um, moving on to tight ends. Um, passing over Kincaid, obviously, Michael Mayer with the Raiders. Ooh. Mm, one of the better blockers for what they want to do. I'm on that train. And he's going to play well into the zone. I'm waiting for the next train. He's behind two veterans right now. Yep, waiting on the next train as well. Don't think there's any value this year, but some said he was the best tight end in the draft. So have to assume that there's some potential in the future. And Sam Laporta with the Lions. Oh, come on. On that train. On that yeah. train. Yeah. With all the talks with MJ, I, I'm on that train too. Listen, if watch the Iowa highlights. He was that offense. And if you just watch what he can do, yeah, uh, I'll keep it short. Waiting on the train again. All, <laughs> all I have heard is tight ends never perform in year one. I think there's maybe three that have finished top 10 as rookie so Pitts, and this year it'll be Kincaid baby let's go future value so waiting on the train with Laporta and then this large field of wide receivers um starting with Jordan Addison on the Vikings on that train easy uh I'm waiting for the next train I think uh, Jefferson's taking too much value away and Hawkinson. They're, they're going to be wide receiver one and wide receiver two. Addison's going to be the third look in that offense. No surprise here. Waiting for the next train. Agreed with Scott there. Uh, Josh Downs with the Colts. Uh, up and down. I am waiting for the next train. Waiting for the next train. Waiting for the next train as well. Anthony Richardson's going to take some time to develop and Michael Pittman's their number one. I think it'll be a little bit before Downs can contribute uh, Rashi Rice with the, with the Chiefs. Uh, out of the station. Out of the station. Wow, you guys might have made me change my answer. I'm, I'm waiting <laughs> for the next train. Um, again, I think anyone can take over the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver room at this point. So why not him? We'll wait and see. Um, Quentin Johnson with the Chargers. Ooh. Waiting for the next train. Waiting for the next train. Jumping on the train. He's the first one that I'm jumping on. What? I think that, again, with the injuries to Allen and Mike Williams, with Mike Williams never delivering what you want, I think Justin Herbert is begging 
for a guy to just be around. So um, maybe it'll take a little bit into the year, but I think that he is, I think, a top three rookie wide receiver for me. Um, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba with the Seahawks. Oh, yes. I'm I'm on the train, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on that train. I'm driving the train, baby. Waiting for the train. Um, look, I get the the value that they that they drafted him with. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are not going anywhere. They're both great receivers. Obviously, in Jigba, I think is a step ahead of Lockett, but uh, Geno Smith has a rapport with Metcalf and and Lockett, and I just don't think he's going to deliver starting wide receiver value this year. Give me JSN over Lockett any day. Yeah, no, agreed. But I, I, again, um, wide receiver one and two. I don't. I don't think he's a top top thirty receiver this year. So for that, I'm waiting on the next train. In my mind, Zay um, Flowers with the Ravens. I these are really hard, but I love Zay on that train. On that train, he is my second on that train again, just due to basically opening the door saying please take the wide receiver one role in Baltimore. It's his to lose. So also jumping on the train there. Uh, Jaden Reed with the Packers. Oh, on that train. Uh, waiting for the next train. I don't want to be mean, MJ. I won't say walking out of the station, but I'll, I'll, wait, on, I'll wait on the next train. I just obviously want Jordan Love to prove it. Christian Watson is number one guy. Um, but he can fill the number two spot. So I'll wait on the, uh, the, the next train. Uh, lastly, Jonathan Mingo with the Panthers. Hmm. I, I will have to, oh, shoot. This one's tough, actually. I've been so up and down on this. I'll have to wait for the next, I'm going to wait for the next train. Listen, I hate that the Panthers went out and got Mingo because I have Shark. And I thought for sure I was finally going to get some value out of him this year. But I am on the Jonathan Mingo train. I think he's going to be the wide receiver one. Adam Thielen washed. Uh, Mingo is the best wide receiver of the three. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the train as well. Again, I think just due to the opportunity, he is. And I, let me let me re reshift my my uh my top three i would say mingo one flowers two and quentin johnson three that's how i value these these rookie receivers again i'm going strictly based off of what can you do for me now and i want the guy over a possible guy any day of the week so that's what i'm taking okay i i'd say jsn flowers mingo but okay um but yeah Love the rapid fire, and let's move it to a wonderfully fun segment of MFK. Yes, we might have just had the NFL and rookie drafts, but we are still off season, and so we've got another random segment here. For me, we're in the month of May. Of course, uh, in the month of May, we have Mother's Day. Well, this MFK has a little bit to do with mothers, but not in the way you would think. So my (laughs) MFK is... Movies in which Samuel L. Jackson says motherfucker. Uh, so we have Pulp Fiction, in which he says it 26 times, Django Unchained, in which he says it four times, and The Hitman's Bodyguard, in which he says it 21 times. MFK. Okay, well, Mary is 
a home run, not even close, Django Unchained for me. Um, incredible movie. Obviously, Pulp Fiction's a classic, but like, if you're just going to sit down and enjoy a movie, comedy, and action, Django Unchained's in a league of its own compared to these other two. Um, so I'm going to marry Django Unchained. It's been a while since I've seen Pulp Fiction, but for being a classic, give it the F and we'll kill a hitman's bodyguard just because that's one of those hee-hee-ha-ha decent movies. So got to kill it. Yeah, I, I'll have to agree. I actually 100%. I, I haven't seen Hitman's uh, bodyguard, so is it pretty good? It's, it's it's hilarious. So it's Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds, and the uh, comedy okay. duo is just like almost nonstop laughter. Okay, I'll give it a watch, and maybe uh, <laughs> maybe next episode I'll rehash over you, this. You got to but... watch the sequel as well, which is the Hitman's wife's bodyguard. That that's an actual movie. Yes, and okay. it's also funny. Okay, well, I actually have to one hundred percent agree with Stephen here. That's that's he actually nailed the nail right on the head so L- listen i fell out of my chair when you guys said mary jing chain love the movie but pulp fiction is such a classic like i mean when you think of samuel jackson you think of mace windu and you think of him in his suit and tie and pulp snakes fiction. on a plane pulp- i i almost threw snakes <laughs> in a plane here in this but i've actually not seen it even though i know the famous line i'm tired of these mother- snakes on this motherfucking plane i know the line i need to watch the movie I think it's more, it's not Samuel L. Jackson, it's The Snakes, which has kept me from watching the movie. Um, oh, I respect I've, that. Yeah. I've got to marry Pulp Fiction, uh, Friends of Benchafits, Django Unchained, and I, I love Hitman's Bodyguard. Like I said, Ryan Reynolds, Man Crush Monday, dude is hilarious, and pairing him with Samuel L. Jackson was genius, but unfortunately, based on the movie, it doesn't hold a candle to the other two, so I have to kill it. Oh, Great stuff. Uh, Steve, are you mind if I go here? Please. So I actually do have, uh, I actually went with a pretty fun uh, MFK, and it, it does have to do with some NFL players, okay? But, Scott, you scared me because you said it's May, but I base this off of a uh, famous line and meme, it's going to be May. So I base this off some NSYNC members. So... Of course, JT, Justin Timberlake, we have Jonathan Taylor. Lance Bass, we have Trey Lance. And Joey Fatone, a.k.a. Joey B, Joey Burrow. So let's just say, you know what? I'm just going to go redraft here, redraft settings, MFK. What you guys got? I love the love the connection. Um, I feel like it's kind of a... Dominant start with JT across the board. Give me John Taylor as the Mary. Okay. Uh, gonna F old Joey Burrow. Um, and sadly have to kill Trey Lance, who even knows if he'll be a starting quarterback next year. Yeah. B- blows my mind. We're we're talking super flex. Obviously, oh. the Mary. No, no. Redraft. Redraft. MJ oh, redraft? redraft? Yeah. I said just redraft. Oh, settings. I definitely missed that. Redraft, yeah, non-super flex? Yeah, redraft one QB. Okay, all right, that definitely changes it. Yes, uh, <laughs> St- Steven's order is correct. Then um, you got to marry Jonathan Taylor, uh, friends of Ben's Fitz, uh, Joe Burrow, and and kill Trey Lance. Yeah, th- I mean this one turned out pretty easy. I mean I have to agree with. Dude, have we super, ever all super, three? F- I was gonna say super flex. It's different. 
obviously. Yeah. Regardless uh, yeah. if it's redraft or dynasty, Superflex definitely changes this. Um, but is this the first time all three of us are going to agree? Have we had this happen before? It's rare. This might be like yeah, the second or third time. I, I might have just, you know, I guess switching it to redraft made it super easy. But yeah, I'll have to take Jonathan Taylor. I think this is a, with Richardson coming in as a rookie, they're going to run the ball. And I think he's going to have another breakout season. I'm, I'm feeling a top three finish for him this year. Um, kill Trey Lance. Joey B is my friends with bench. If it's easy, PC. I am making a little connection to our icebreaker, bringing it back to basketball. As I'm sure you guys have seen, the Knicks are known for having a celebrity row at their games, and they just have swarms of celebrities that, that are courtside. So I got three, three people who were recently at a Knicks game, I think actually separate Knicks games, but First, starting with Isaac Gonzalez, um, who you may know from Baby Driver, other movies. Co-star Lily James, also in Baby Driver and a um, bunch of other movies, uh, Mamma Mia, Cinderella. And then we got classic Jessica Alba, who recently was, was spotted at the next game. So Isaac Gonzalez, Lily James, Jessica Alba, what y'all got? Hmm. I, I think I can take this one first, Scott. Um, listen, Mary Jessica Alba, I've she's just timeless. And actually, at one of the previous games, um, I don't know if you guys saw her talking with Aaron Rodgers and Sauce Gardner. Hilarious. Um, talking about how smooth Sauce is. Um, I had the friends with benefits. Hmm. Isaac Gonzalez. Listen, I'm all about, you know, a little diversity. Give me some Latino power and uh, I'll kill Lily James. I don't I don't think I've. Oh, wait, she was a waitress. Oh, in Baby Driver. But yeah, I'm still going <laughs> to kill her. So oh, the way you said, oh, wait, she was the waitress. Yeah, she was Dude, beautiful. Uh, and as listen, I, I think the first time I ever discovered Lily James was actually in the uh, the live action Cinderella, and I was like, "This this actress, a plus." Uh, give me Lily James for my Mary. Uh, <gasps> I, at first, I thought you were saying Isaac Gonzalez, and I was like, "Are we throwing a dude in here?" Because that's an automatic kill. But uh, Isaac Gonzalez, I had to look her up. I, I don't remember her from Baby Driver, but she would be my friends with benefits and. Listen, when I was 12, Jessica Alba would have 100% been the Mary or at least the Friends of Benjamins all day. But uh, today, Jessica Alba has to be my kill. I'm sorry, MJ. Oh, I, I heard Isaac Gonzalez too, but <laughs> it's Isa, E I Z A, not Isaiah. Uh, it stays the same. It stays the same. <laughs> Latino power, either way. Shockingly agreeing with Scott across the board on this one. <laughs> I am obsessed with Lily James. Same blood, um, same taste. First, that's not true at all. Um, <laughs> Lily James is probably like a top three actress for me. Um, as a Gonzalez, I mean, she's just absolutely beautiful. It's hard to, yeah, not, not, yeah. Um, Jessica <laughs> Alba, I mean, if you were to ask, you know, 12 year old Steven, you know, any day, but unfortunately, like I said, these uh, these young bucks have kind of taken over. So, <laughs> young does, young does, young, young does, man. There's no bucks about him. <laughs> it's Isaac Gonzalez over here. 
<laughs> gender neutral. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, have to kill Jessica Alba, but uh, appreciate the the feedback on that one. Um, and I guess we will keep it going with a segment of jukebox. Juke. And staying with my celebrity row at Nick's Games theme, we got a couple of artists who were recently spotted on Celebrity Row. MJ, we'll start with you. Okay. Start with the song What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow. Very chill vibe kind of song. Really popular, I think, last year or the year before. But uh, what player who finished outside the top 15 at his respective position has the chance to pop off and finish as a top five player at his position in 2023? You, oh, my gosh. What, do you want me to be, you want me to be smart about this? If I'm going to be smart, it's Cooper Cup. If okay. I want to be smart, it's Cooper right. Cup. If I want to be reasonable, yes, yes, barring yes. injuries, hmm, outside of the top fifteen, and you can take a second to think. I know that's a yeah, but uh, Cooper Cup, obviously, great, great, <laughs> great, great, great off the top <laughs> Not what I was hoping for. Yes, I know. Um, listen, I think I'm going to ride the Judy train here. I, I really think I really do think Judy has a great chance to be the alpha and in this situation and with the new regime taking over the Broncos, I think they're in excellent hands with Peyton. I mean, I think this is a great chance for Judy to really finally, finally break out top five potential though. Hmm. Would you have traded that? What that one, uh, that first round pick for a top five possible oh, guy? No, but <laughs> Honestly, he's the only player I can think of out of the top five. So no, that's valid. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of room to grow. Out of the top fifteen, I mean. Sorry, <laughs> I I thought there was an easier answer than that. Same same situation with my team, Calvin Ridley, obviously, but he was suspended oh, last year. Man. So that's yeah, yeah horrible answer. <laughs> Worse than Cooper Cup since he was irrelevant. Um, Scott, your song is. My Universe, which is by Coldplay, but specifically, specifically there's a remix remix featuring Suga from BTS, who was spotted at a Knicks game recently. Um, so obviously it's Aaron Rodgers' universe, and we're just living in it. Um, we saw Aaron Rodgers at the Rangers game with Alan Lazard. Saw him at the Knicks game with Sauce Gardner, as MJ alluded to earlier. Everything seems to be hunky-dory in New York. All that to say, what 2023 draft pick and 2024 draft pick do you think Rodgers is worth? And completely part two separately, do you think Lazard holds any fantasy value this year or going forward? Well, okay, so we're we talking we're talking fantasy picks like 2023 fantasy pick and 2024. Uh, um. I would probably trade a mid twenty twenty three second for Rogers. Maybe is that what you're looking for? That is exactly what I'm looking for, but it seems extremely low in my opinion. But yes, that's what I'm no. I think I think that's spot on because you might only have him for one year, uh, and I, I think if you are a championship caliber team and you're looking for your quarterback too, I think a twenty twenty three mid second is a 
perfect value to give you Rodgers to get you into the championship. Uh, do I think Alan Lazard is going to have any fantasy relevance this year? Yes, but not much. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that you can plug and play as needed in your flex. Um, I don't think he's going to be an every week starter because he's going to be the wide receiver two on that team behind Garrett Wilson. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be completely irrelevant though. He's going to put up a couple of 15 pointers. I, I don't think I would go so far as to say 20 point games, but he'll put up a 15 pointer or two. Yep. Respectable answers. Yeah. I mean, I, as far as it being a championship contender, I feel like he's worth a little more if, if you're going for a championship because you want to pay extra to ensure that win. But um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of out on Lazard, even though it is it's tough to forget about him when Rodgers literally brought him from Green Bay mm-hmm. and spending all the time with him in New York, spotted courtside with him. Um, he's going to be part of the offense. Aaron Rodgers feeds his dudes. Um, so I feel like I am probably in the minority by thinking he's not going to hold much fantasy value, but I hope he does well. Um, I'm just unfortunately out on him right now. Um, MJ, anything to add as a Lazard owner? Well, I actually traded him away. Oh, well, anything as a previous Lazard owner? Yeah, I think he's, I think he's definitely going to be fed here. I mean, with Garrett Wilson, I mean, listen, Garrett Wilson is going to be, I think, pushing thirty over thirty percent of the target share here. Wow! Um, I mean, easily, easily. I mean, we're talking about. Um, oh gosh, I already forgot the their their new offensive coordinator, the coach for the former coach for the Broncos. Oh, Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Listen, Devonte Adams' breakout happened with Hackett, and this is an offense that hyper focuses on their lead, their alpha wide receiver. I think Garrett's going to get his. Now, I think Lazard is a better, definitely going to get his looks. I mean, like Scott said, he's going to, Rogers feeds his guys. And actually Lazard was his um, top red zone target last year for the Packers. So serviceable low end wide receiver too, or high end, wide receiver three for me Lazard is gotcha yeah and I guess we can't forget about Corey Davis although I thought I I, I think we can forget about him but we can't forget about Brees Hall well Brees Hall is gonna be taking some passes he will be but I I, I don't think Corey Davis completely disappears but uh yeah, all that to say, I, th- I think I agree Lazard is going to end up getting some. Um, MJ, you want to take us home? Oh, yeah. Um, great episode, you guys. Um, it's just so wonderful to get back and talk football. Every time it is. I mean, really. And to all of our listeners who's been waiting for an episode, here it is, and I hope you enjoyed it. One of our longer ones, but you know, we really got excited for our first rookie draft. Um, hopefully next year I'll be able to convince Steven to trade, trade some more of his players for some picks so he can get involved as well. Um, but overall, this was such a great time together. Hope everyone's having a great year so far. I can't believe it's already May. Um, 
Yeah, it's just it's just insane. And uh, I mean, what we have four more months before the season begins. September, right? I, th- I think the count a few days ago was like 127 days. So yeah, a little over four Ooh. months. Um, cannot wait. And once you know all the rookie camps start happening, everyone starts getting called back. We start getting news. We're gonna really start picking this up and start getting more regularly scheduled episodes. Um, just a big thank you to everybody. Um, and looking forward to this upcoming season and can't wait to give you some more and hopefully better content. Uh, Scott, anything? Yeah, I hope you guys appreciated um, us hitting on all those trades you've had and the RMC draft recap. Don't know if you noticed Steven being quiet most of the time there. It's because he didn't have a single pick. Uh, you know, he's he's of the F them picks mentality. I think he might have a little FOMO after this draft, but we'll, we'll see what the future holds with him and his draft picks. Um, I will throw out there that offline, we had side bet number three on the year. Um, and uh, this was initiated uh, by me to Steven. Um, I said that ASB, uh, Amon Ra St. Brown, would finish outside the top 10 in wide receivers and fantasy this year. Of course, Steven took me up on that immediately. Uh, and MJ, who is getting in on as many bets as possible this year, uh, also hopped on Steven's side of the trade. So they both think that ASB will once again finish as a top 10 wide receiver. I just think there is a plethora, there are a plethora of wide receivers that could finish ahead of him. Um, I also think that Jamison Williams, after his suspension is served, will take a lot of looks away from him. Um, but anyways, we thank you listeners out there. Uh, appreciate you uh joining us and uh we hope you continue to listen yeah steve yeah just to be clear did have a little fomo don't regret any decisions with not having picks but it's always fun to be part of the action so um honestly just wanted to be in so i could play but um no playing this year maybe i'll be playing in 2026 we'll uh we'll see where the picks go but honestly, if we're being real, they might be gone in a couple of weeks. So um, thanks everyone for listening. Please give us some suggestions, recommendations, anything that you guys want us to battle over, talk through, and we'll be more than happy to. Um, but love doing this and let's keep it rolling. Yeah. And uh, as always, everybody, thank you for tuning in to What's Your Fantasy fantasy football podcast we'll see you guys next time sweet sweet fantasy baby